Well, let's go straight uh, to the lesson for the night. And the lesson is Lifeline Lesson 182, John 14 and 9, and then a few verses out of John 17. John 14 and 9 says, Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? And then Jesus prays uh, in the garden in John 17, that intercessory prayer, around uh, verse, uh, let's say, verse uh, 15. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. My prayer is not for them alone. Verse 20, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. I want to um, talk tonight uh, from the topic empowerment, the way to keep it going. Empowerment, the way to keep it going. I want to begin by saying when you really love a matter, a project, a work, an assignment, a relationship, a family, a tradition, a business, a church. You'll do your utmost to see that it extends and endures beyond your presence. You don't want your absence or departure to end what you love. If you love it, You'll do your utmost to see that it lasts. Empowerment is authority to someone to do something. Empowerment is the process of becoming stronger and more confident. Another definition is this. Empowerment is allowing people the room and the chance to achieve. I'm back from time off, as uh, you all know. Some have called it a sabbatical. Some have called it self-care. Some have called it vacation. I really smile when I hear the prayers uh, from afar, and uh, the prayer says, bless the pastor wherever he is. <laughs> I like that. Um, so I don't know whether it's been sabbatical, self-care, uh, maybe a little of each. I really like the term vacation because when you vacate something, you separate from it. You allow it to continue without your presence. If the police tell you to vacate the premises, they mean for you to leave and don't come back for a while. So my position is if you are calling back home or on FaceTime, sending emails and responding to texts in the same manner you do when you are present, then you are not on a vacation. You're just working from a remote location. Some of you need to enjoy a real vacation. 
turn the cell phone off. Live without FaceTime and Facebook and text. You'd be surprised how life back at home can continue without you. What makes the continuation achievable in your absence is empowerment of others. So if the relationship is quality, if the business is quality, if the church is quality, it has the innate ability, it has uh, the capacity within it to last and to sustain momentum. That's what I hear Jesus praying in the garden in John 17. He's praying to the Father with gratitude for those God has given him. And his prayer is that when he has gone back to heaven, that they will continue the work that he has started. Why? Because Jesus has empowered them. So let me share a couple of things with us tonight uh, regarding empowerment. If you're really committed to keeping the work going, not just church work, but your relationship, your family, a tradition, a project. Here's some things you should consider. Number one, training. There has to be some intentional, targeted demonstration and explanation of the task at hand. Jesus trained the 12. He was hands-on. In any endeavor, at home, in your relationship, even as parents, there has to be time put in to show, to explain, and to watch, and to lovingly correct and encourage. That's training. Even the disciples of Jesus didn't get it the first time around. How many times do we hear the Lord in the gospel say, and again, I say unto you, here's the key. Choose those who are trainable, which implies that some folk are not trainable. Even in the Lord's work, it's trial and error. You may get a few who just don't work out, but that shouldn't discourage you from embracing this idea of training. A second um, consideration about empowerment is tools, tools, T-O-O-L-S. Persons who are left to carry on tasks cannot be left empty-handed. You got to give them what they need to perform the task. Parents, we have to let our children go so they can grow. That's why in the formative years, we pour into them, we discipline them, we equip them with tools 
good manners, Sunday school, educational opportunities, so that when they are released, they can flourish. As a child grows, that child gets off our laps. They never get out of our hearts, but some of us don't want them to get off our laps. But unless you let them go, they can't grow, and they'll never be empowered. Training, tools. Here's a third matter. Temperament. Temperament is personality, your disposition, your character, your temper. This is so critical. You have to have folk around you who are, who you are training, who you are equipping, but who also have pleasant personalities, temperament. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Jesus was a nice man. He never had to exert his authority. He never had to demand people hear him. He commanded his followers. His personality drew people. If you have to tell anybody that you are in charge, then you ain't in charge. Because temperament is so essential. When it comes to parenting and to marriage, pleasant personality traits are more effective than harsh, cruel, cold ones. So, what's your temperament? Do folk want to be around you? Does it bother you that folk don't want to be around you? It should. Because one day you're going to look around and you'll have no one to carry on the work. Why? Because you've been such a, um, you've been, You've been such a mean person. I had written down you've been such a butthole, but I don't want to say that. Temperament makes the difference in empowering people. Here's another matter. Trust. If it's the Lord's doing, not just the church, but your marriage, your business, your education, then you've got to believe that he's going to take care of it. To trust the Lord as author, the one who starts it, and not trust him as the sustainer, is not trust at all. It's a travesty. So you have to trust people. I know what we say, I trust the Lord. I don't trust anybody but the Lord. That's not what those passages mean. They mean that your confidence in God should have no equal. But really, in this world, you have to believe that the Lord will take care of his work. 
if you do right toward it and the people you invest in. Here's a revelation. We're all human. We all have an expiration date. We'll not be around forever. So someone else will have to take our place. Empowerment declares, I'll prepare the next generation. That's what Jesus was doing with his disciples. That's what he prays in John 17. He prays to the Father, Father, I thank you for these that you've given me. I've trained them. I've poured myself into them. I've been uh, patient with them. I've been gracious with them. I've been loving with them. Jesus empowered his disciples to continue his work after he has gone to Calvary, gone to the grave, gone to the cloud, and ascended back to heaven. Those disciples weren't perfect. Some of them had blonde moments, you know, where it just went over their heads. That's why I read John 14, when Jesus told them, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, also believe in me. I go to prepare a place. Then they ask a question, you know, oh, Lord, how can we know the way? And Jesus says, have I been so long with you that you still don't know? Listen, they were having a blonde moment. You can't throw people under the bus when they have a blonde moment. We all have blonde moments. We can't get rid of people because they miss it the first time. We need people. We need to be patient. We need to be gracious. We need to be loving. We need to be forgiving. Uh, did you get a divorce every time your marriage hit a disastrous moment? Did you disown your children every time they failed your expectations? Do we endanger the quality continuation of the Lord's work just because we hit a bump in the road? Or we bump into pitiful people? Of course not. In a year and a half, Freedom Hillside will be 25 years old. We've already started the early planning of the celebration. Not only will April 9, 2025 be a celebration, but it will also be a commencement. It'll be the beginning of the new generation of leaders. There will be a transfer of roles and responsibilities to the next generation. Why? Because we got to empower people to keep the work going. We cannot keep appointing 60 and 70-year-olds like 
Rem Hardman, Deacon Paula, Sister Gladys, um, uh, Deacon Charles, Dr. Gail Rice, or myself. We, we're 60 and 70. We can't keep passing appointments around in our ranks. It's time now to empower Freedom Next. Freedom Next. Jesus did it in three years, and the church is still living and thriving after 2,000 years. Remember, training, tools, temperament, and trust. I cut short my vacation, self-care, sabbatical, by a week. I was in Florida, and I was planning on going to L.A. to uh, see uh, my wife and my daughter and my grandchildren. But I didn't want to take a chance on Hurricane Idalia messing up uh, my my return on Saturday. Um, but be that as it may, I really enjoyed time away. I really enjoyed time away. I did not worry about anything going wrong, hate going haywire, or anything happening embarrassing. Because this is the Lord's church. And we are engaged in training. We're engaged in equipping the saints with tools. We're engaged with trusting people. And we're engaged with cultivating the right temperament. So I want to urge you, go ahead and enjoy life. Ask the Lord to allow you to pour into others so that your end will not, will not be the end of your story. John 17, Jesus is coming to the end of his physical earthly journey, but that's not the end of his story. Why? Because he empowered disciples. Who are you empowering? Who are we empowering? Hallelujah. That's what I wanted to say tonight, and thus the word of faith which I teach, empowerment, keeping the work going. Amen, amen, amen.